using video games to facilitate workplace relationships and culture development. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Peter Rojas, partner at Betaworks Ventures. Welcome back, Peter. Hi, thanks for having me back. So remind our audience what Betaworks Ventures does. Yeah, so we are a seed stage venture fund uh, based in New York and San Francisco, and we invest in the future of how people live, work and play online. You know, I saw your recent Twitter thread about how the pandemic has pushed coworkers out of the hive and into remote work locations. What effect have you seen work from home have on relationship building, mentoring and career networking? Yeah, well, um, so, you know, I think one of the things that, um, you know, obviously is extremely challenged, there are a lot of things challenging this past year uh, related to the, the pandemic. Um, but one of them was that, you know, a lot of people had to transition from doing their jobs from home and, and um, you know, somewhat abruptly in a lot of cases. And, um, you know, what we found is that a lot of the, you know, patterns of work and the ways that we worked together, the way that we collaborated, the way that we did our work had to change because we had to do all these things uh, you know, behind screens and not in person like we used to, uh, many of us. Now, a lot of, you know, I mean, I've worked from home for many, many years and sort of, you know, accustomed to it. And there's a growing number of people that have worked from home and companies that do uh, offer remote work or um, have, you know, hybrid of, of uh, people in the office and remote. Um, but, um, you know, I think this was something where uh, we did a great experiment, uh, you know, a forced experiment where every basically uh, almost every office worker in the country had to start figuring out how to work from home. Now, fortunately, um, this happened at a time when, you know, most people have uh, a computer at home and a fast enough Internet connection so you can do things like, you know, Zoom calls and have it be somewhat functional. Uh, but I think. Um, you know, you can imagine, um, you know, the challenges of being able to make sure people stay on the same page, people have those interactions, a lot of the fidelity of communication can be lost when it's um, not in person. Uh, but I think one of the other things that's going to be challenging going forward is that, um, you know, we took teams that often worked in person and f had them work online, but a lot of the team building, the culture, uh, the camaraderie, a lot of those, a lot of the trust, uh, you know, had already been built uh, in the uh, sort of IRL, the in-person uh, interactions that people already had. And now we're entering a phase where a lot of people are joining teams uh, and companies, um, you know, and they're remote and they've never worked with those people in person. Uh, going forward, there's going to be even more companies that are remote only or remote first. And you know, there's real questions about if people never work in the same office together and maybe they have an offsite together once a year at, at most, how do you do the same kind of team building, culture development, uh, and trust, uh, uh, trust development, trust building, uh, you know, behind screens and, and remotely and entirely online? And that's something that I've been thinking a lot about this past year. So how might a social game that shares some of the characteristics of, say, Fortnite help solve this problem? Yeah, so um, you know, one of the things that I've um, been writing a lot about and investing in, frankly, uh, is this uh, category called social games, which is um, you know games where they're primarily designed to be played with your friends as uh, uh, social interactions, so to speak. And so, you know, if you think about the stereotype of you know gaming. Um, you know, especially if you don't play games at all, you may have this idea that it's you know a a lonely guy uh, in his basement with an Xbox, um, you know, playing. Uh, some game, you know, some $60 game that they bought um, that you've never heard of. Um, the reality is that most of the gaming that happens today, uh, especially, you know, gaming, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
in the past, you know, really in the past year are games like Minecraft or Among Us or Fortnite, um, Fall Guys um, or Roblox uh, or Rec Room where the, um, you know, the, it's about playing with your friends. Um, it's as much a social space as it is a game that you're trying to win. Uh, and it's something where you have the opportunity to interact with your friends and um, sort of, you know, uh, continue to, to foster those friendships and relationships. And I think one of the things that's really, you know, interesting and powerful about social gaming is that it's become a place, you know, during the pandemic where, um, you know, people were able to preserve their friendships and continue to have this place that they could go, uh, so to speak, and, and hang out with their friends. Um, and the structure of the game makes it easier for those interactions to happen. It's not sort of just a, you know, a blank 3D space um, that people are, are interacting in. It's really something where the game, the play of the game makes it fun, um, but also makes it a little less stressful in terms of how you interact with other people. You actually literally know what you're supposed to do um, and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but the context of the game gives you that also that space to be able to chat and socialize and interact. And, and, um, and so, you know, when you play a game like Fortnite, which is, you know, it is a shooter game, but uh, a lot of the game is actually spent if you play it with your friends or you're just wandering around this island, you know, scouting and picking up materials and the actual firefight combat part of the game is can be relatively small part of it um, when it comes down to, you know, a 20 or 30 minute match. And, uh, you know, games like Roblox or Minecraft, um, might not even have as much of a competitive aspect to them at all, as much as they're collaborative. And so, um, you know, these games uh, are, are, are not meant to be, again, like you may have this idea in the past where you buy a game, a GameStop for 60 bucks, you spend, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours playing it, and then you're done. These are games that, you know, are ongoing. Uh, they, they are always available, always online. Um, they're available cross-platform. They're often on your phone, on console, PC, whatever platform you have and, you know, your friends have. And you play them for years. Um, you know, they're not meant to be things, experiences that you play through once and then finish like a movie or like the games from 10 or 15 years ago. They're things that you can ideally kind of play for as long as you find them interesting. What are some of the elements the ideal team building game would have? Yeah. And, and, you know, so, um, you know, building off this idea of like social gaming as a way to, to kind of um, bring people together and have them have shared experiences, you know, I've been really curious in this idea of could you have a work game, so to speak, uh, something where these remote teams um, where people are not able to be together, you know, IRL could um, have these shared experiences and get to know each other and um, build up that trust with one another. And, uh, you know, to be clear, I'm not talking about, you know, turning your work itself into a game. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, having to have a streak of, uh, you know, uh, uh, every time, you know, you finish an email, uh, you know, finish 10 mail emails in a row and you get a streak or uh, you're unlocking achievements because you, uh, you know, hit your quarterly results or something like that. Um, I, I, that's not what I mean. And, and I don't mean um, virtual offices, right? Where, you know, the, the, you, you, instead of having a, uh, replacing, you know, the, the office, uh, you know, the, your actual office with a sort of a, a simulation of an office though. I mean, I think those things are useful and interesting and, and have their place. Um, what I mean is actually the idea of the mechanism through which you're having your team, uh, you know, get to know each other and, and again, um, build up this familiarity with each other, uh, is through a game that they play. Now, 
I don't know exactly what that game might be. I mean, you could imagine something like Animal Crossing, you could imagine something like Minecraft, you could imagine something like Grand Theft Auto, but considerably less violent. Um, but the idea that it's a place that people can go and they can hang out together and you replace some of that casual serendipity, you know, serendipitous moments um, that people were able to have before. So, you know, I, I've been, um, you know, playing Fortnite as part of my job now. Um, I do meetings with um, founders from my portfolio companies in Fortnite. Um, I actually did one this past uh, Friday um, with founders and, and we caught up. They talked about where they were with their recent fundraise, gave me updates on the product. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons I have such a good relationship with this, you know, with the founders there is because we, you know, had a chance to um, in, hang out and just interact with each other um, and become friendly with each other in a way that like, it wasn't just about a purely professional context. And because they're across the country in Orlando, you know, our, we've only met in person once. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and we certainly don't have the opportunity to do that now. Uh, you know, I, I have people pitch me their companies in Fortnite. I have meetings with other investors where we talk about deals together in Fortnite. Um, and so it's just a place that, you know, lets you bring, um, you know, some of the great things about being able to be together with somebody, uh, you know, in a, in a, but just in a virtual space and it's fun and more fun and engaging. So how would you measure the effectiveness of a successful work relationship game? So that is a good question. And I'm not sure I have a great answer to it. Um, you know, any more than I think that you could measure the effectiveness of, um, you know, how effective is it when your coworker, you know, getting to lunch with your coworkers or, you know, going out for drinks, you know, with your coworkers or grabbing coffee with your coworkers or playing golf with a potential client. Um, you know, I, I think that there are some things that you can measure in terms of um, certainly like, you know, sales and, you know, those kinds of metrics. Um, but I think what you're trying to kind of capture is something that can be really, really difficult to measure, which is frankly, the health uh, of the, um, the culture of the company, right? The trust that people have, you know, in with, you know, uh, with one another there, um, you know, because I, I think one of the things that is going to be difficult as we transition to more of a work from home, remote first uh, work culture is um, making sure that people, um, you know, have that kind of understanding of each other and trust in each other so that when, you know, there are misunderstandings or when there are difficult moments, they have, you know, something in the bank, so to speak. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, again, gaming, especially if you're working together towards a common goal in the game, you can have these sort of strong emotional moments when you're winning together, or when you're facing these challenges together in the game. And that is part of how you bond with other people, um, you know, to have fun together with somebody else, with someone else is, is you know, it really, you know, it's how we start to develop those, the, the sort of intimacy and, and, and good feelings towards other people that can be very hard to quantify, but at the end of the day are really important. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, when I worked at, a, a, you know, I did a startup with Jason Calcanis and, you know, one of the things he told me was, um, you know, how important it was to just have dinners with people because he said it's really hard for people who have had, um, you know, have had dinner together to have an argument. Um, not that they can't, um, but it's harder, right? And I think that, you know, if you can't get together in person for a dinner, um, you know, you can have a Zoom call, but I think, you know, I, and certainly that's one way that people are doing these things, but I think, you know, a game is sort of a, it's an excuse to, um, you know, share yourself with another person that is less, is not quite as uncomfortable or awkward. Uh, and, and I think that is something that is, you know, we, it's not necessarily intuitive, um, but I think it's something that's really, really important. If someone invents a game like this, how can they find you? 
Well, uh, I'm easy to find um, at Peter Rojas on Twitter or um, my personal uh, website is roj.as. That's Peter Rojas, partner at BetaWorks Ventures. And find more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.